Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. This week is our first episode with our new microphones, so hopefully that audio quality is wonderful for you. As an editor, this was a dream for me. And uh, this week we're talking all about standing in your power and owning your energy and being able to differentiate your energy from the energy that's around you. And we talk a lot about trusting your internal, um, in part of the episode, we call it your internal metronome. In part of the episode, we call it your internal pendulum. Uh, Consistency issue for me, but you guys, basically what it is, is your internal guidance system. So we give a lot of examples for that. And obviously, at the end of the episode, we have some tools for your toolbox for you to kind of try to implement this in your own life. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. It was really fun for us to record. And let's get into it. Hi, everyone. It's Megan. And this is Lissa. And welcome to this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. Um, featuring our brand new microphones. We both have new mics, which is nice. It is better than nice. I am in a trance this morning. I feel like I am on a radio show. I have headphones on and I've got um, a big old microphone in my face, which I've never had before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And my microphone I've had for five or six years and my cat kept knocking it off and it was just, it was time. It was time to get a new mic. I went an entirely different type of mic. Um, And then Lissa got a version of what I had for years, the newer version, and it sounds great. We're very happy. I hope it's great for you guys too. We're so excited. And it literally too. Um, oh, wait a minute. Hold on, Megan. Do I need to hit mute still? How does this work? If I'm wearing headphones, do I not hit mute or do I still hit mute? Um, I would probably still hit mute in between stuff just so you can get like a sips of drinks and stuff without it being on cam- or on camera on mic. <laughs> You guys, there's so many things. Ooh, there's so many things to to do now. This is interesting. Okay, so um, I wanted to say, though, I think that you should also talk about the literal crapping out of your microphone. Oh, yeah, it happened. Um, There was so much intuitive, like the nature of that was also intuitive. So when I got Lissa's new microphone, we'll just go back to the beginning. I had an urge to look at it for some reason that morning, and it was on the biggest sale it had been on in a long time for that specific microphone. So I immediately um, confirmed her address because I have mailed her stuff, but I always like to make sure, especially before sending something expensive, Um, I confirmed her address and sent it over to her. And then the later that day, wasn't it? It might've been. Um, I was like, no, now you also need a new microphone. And then I, I had been between a few different mics and thought I had one picked out and ended up ordering a new one that that same day and later that evening after I recorded an episode um for while Liz is on vacation with uh, one of my friends right afterwards I went to do the intro for episode 15 and uh my mic just would not it wouldn't it it sounded terrible it sounded like a robot um having a medical emergency (laughs) (laughs) and so uh, my new one came the very next day and I was so glad that I had ordered it you know because I had meetings and stuff the next day where I needed a microphone (laughs) that's actually a really good segue into what we want to talk about today 
Yes. Um, so today we want to talk about, I'm trying to figure out the best way to even explain this. Um, essentially, it's experiencing life and um, really experiencing life, not just living it, but experiencing life and the moments in your life and finding the strength and power within yourself for you, not for your children, not for your partner, not for your um, family, not for a friend, but finding strength within yourself and that that inner knowing and peace within yourself for you and kind of like standing in your power in that. Is that a good way to explain it, you think? That's a, that's a great way to explain it. But I also think I would like to add the reason or not the reason, but clarity as to, because we've talked about, so this is sort of like, okay, imagine an ice cream sundae. And every time you get an ice cream sundae, you get a hot fudge on it. Well, today, like all of our other podcasts are ice cream sundaes, but today we're talking about only the hot fudge on that ice cream sundae. So we've talked about this many times before, because it's always relevant, which is speaking your truth, knowing your truth, living your truth. But today, that in and of itself, the reason we're discussing it, oh, channel already, here we go. Boop, 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 boop. Um, the reason this is important to discuss in detail is because we are energetically tied as part of this energetic ecosystem to all kinds of people, places, things, circumstances, timelines, and frequencies that both do and don't serve us. But the only way we can get like a grounding, centered, stable home base of what we do and don't want for every single thing that we've talked about for, for alignment, for, um, intention setting for manifestation, all these things. The only way you can do that is if you first know what yours is away from everything else, like individually, which is very similar to, um, we talked about like finding your tone, like your unique tone, but this is that and why having it be independent of other people is the necessary first step. And I think that it's also really easy, especially with our society, to innately want to, especially with how many of us are all people pleasers. So I want to be a healthier version of myself so I can be there to support my child and tying it to these other things. You know, I want to really have my stuff together or get this job that pays really well so I can better support my family. And it, over time, um, you lose yourself and all of those other attachments. And finding that that center and that ground for yourself, like allowing yourself to do something for you and no one else and allowing yourself to have that power for you and no one else is so difficult, especially when your life is so intertwined with so many other lives and so many other people depend on you. But when you find that strength, it makes everything else so much easier. You know, and that thing about modeling that, I don't know why I'm so fixated on it being related to kids, but think about modeling it for your children. Wouldn't you want them to see like mommy is doing something for herself or daddy is doing something for her himself because it truly empowers him and makes him happy. And I also want to take and put my needs, you know, and prioritize them. What makes me happy? You know, I think that the I'm hearing that the loudly I'm hearing loudly <laughs> that the reason you're feeling called to make it about children is because this is literally the exact opposite of how the majority are taught to raise children which is you do this because I told you to do it 
and because I say so. And this is, it's a, in other words, we give children the structure because we think we know better, but we're not asking them who they are, what they want, what they're, and I'm, I'm hearing, okay, I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent. I don't yeah, have I was kids. just about to give a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us have children. Um, and I do not claim to know the best way to parent. I do not claim the best way to handle a situation because I myself have not experienced it. And um, this is just uh, from a perspective. And yes, I hear you. You can't put yourself first. Your kids come first. But you can also prioritize your health for you or prioritize your your need for some time alone for you and take into consideration how that impacts your children. <laughs> um, but also have it be for you and know at your core. It can also benefit them, but it can be at your core that you know that you are doing this because you want to do it. And I'm hearing a couple of things with that, specifically the kids, because one of the things like yes to everything that you just said. And in addition to that, there's um, the group of individuals out there that heard what I just said about kids. And there, there's like the feeling of um, what, like, it's hard enough to be a parent. I'm seeing like somebody with toddlers basically being like, ask them what they like, what, what do you mean what they want? If I ask them what they want, they would never give me an answer, then they wouldn't eat food or blah, blah, blah. But what I'm talking, sorry, I didn't mean to say blah, blah, blah. What I mean is, is the energy of what I'm saying is that we are moving from a time where we are doing things for other people, because it will then make us internally feel better versus doing what will make us internally feel better and getting rid of the middleman. So that's all I'm saying. And that that is also going to be happening, happening with the way people raise children. Yes. But, um, and it, let's look at it from the perspective of, of a partner, just to step away from the kids. So it is fine and wonderful to have a great relationship. But if you are not also a piece of that relationship as an individual, each of you, um, then it's a lot less fulfilling, you know, to know that you are choosing to be with this person every day and that you are whole as a person separately and whole as a unit together, you know? You don't have to be like two halves of one person. You can be a whole ass person by yourself and still have a like wonderful, fulfilling relationship. I just want to repeat that because it was so good. You can be a whole ass person by yourself. <laughs> you can be a whole ass person by yourself. Um, I want to give a personal example here because I feel it's super relevant, which is um, as it is no surprise to anyone, because I've talked about it many times, I have trust issues that manifest in the scope of relationship. And um, I had a gigantic awakening this last two weeks, which popped off my intuitive abilities. FYI, just so everyone knows, my partner literally just messaged me right now at 1111. So we're on point. Um, <laughs> but th th this trust deal that I've been dealing with. So as long as I've not understood the core wound with that, like the core of the core of the core, which is me not trusting myself. Plot twist, right? I mean, I'm sure you all knew that, but I was still learning it. Um, now that I actually trust myself, me trusting my partner is of, of like way less significance of the weight that it had before, which may seem silly or funny or like, of course, you want to be able to trust your partner, right? Well, yeah, of course. And I do, but it's not, it doesn't um, like my whole day on a regular basis isn't consumed with whether or not I trust my partner because I have trust in myself. So it's like, once you get to the piece of it that doesn't have to do with anybody else, and you can actually see it for all that it is, 
all the other things externally that you thought were part of your story that you were working through literally just dissipate and fall away because it's like, oh, it's about that thing. It's not about the other thing. So can you tell us a little bit about what trusting yourself looks like versus not trusting yourself? So maybe they can identify it in themselves. Mm, Hugely. Yeah. So not trusting myself feels like um, reactivity and confusion and not knowing. So not trusting myself feels like feeling unsettled um, as though something's not quite right, but I can't put my finger on it. And so the way that I will ease that anxiety of not knowing what's wrong is through seeking external validation in my relationships, all my relationships, both friendships and romantic relationships. So that will manifest as me maybe checking in with my partner more than normal about like, are we okay? Is everything all right? Is there anything you want to talk about? And then the way that that will manifest internally is through um, thought loops of, okay, well, what do we think about this? No, that's okay. What do we think about that? No, that's okay. And I will literally just take on the weight of others' opinions as truth to ease that anxiety. So do you think that this was actually your intuitive abilities not being understood? And so you had this anxious energy, this anxiety that you were picking up on something and you weren't sure what it was because you were still figuring that out. And because you weren't sure what it was, it like triggered an anxiety cycle where you were looking for validation from anything, anywhere, whether it was like a positive or dramatic bad thing um, to indicate why you were feeling the way you were feeling. Like you were like, hey, I'm being stabbed. Um, And then you went through every single thing in your house to see what was a knife. Oh, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. The way that I see it, because I can see it now on the other end. It's so nice to have clarity, but like, oh, can I sing? I might as well be singing with a microphone in my face. Holy crap. She's a singer now, folks. No, but like um, the way that I see it is literally um, uh, imagine that we're all surrounded with a bubble, right? And within that bubble is our own energetic space, our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, our dreams, our hopes, blah, blah, blah. So I say blah, blah, blah a lot today, apparently. When um, there is another being close in my space, apparently it doesn't matter who they are, um, I can unintentionally pick up on what's going on in their energetic bubble. So yes to everything you're saying, but it's like, I'll pick up to, to what's going on in that energetic bubble. And then not understanding what's happening, I think it is mine. And then I start running through the matrix, like the actual programs to try and give reason to why I would feel that way. Not even stopping to think that maybe I don't feel that way. Maybe somebody else feels that way. Yeah. And that's a huge differentiation. And I would imagine a lot of people are experiencing that exact same thing right now. And it is driving them bananas. And oh, so let me tell you what it feels like to know you guys, because on the other side, it feels like humor. (laughs) It feels like clarity and it feels like peace, knowing and humor, like funny. It feels funny because it's like, um, I know what my feelings are. Like, I know what it's my feel like what it's what it feelings happen inside my body. If I'm taking time to be present and set boundaries and recognize how I feel about things through nothing else than giving myself time to feel, it's pretty obvious what's going on. And then everything else becomes a superpower. 
So, so what speak. I'm hearing is an exercise that someone could do to, if they're experiencing this is um, kind of like true truths and a lie. So sit in your body and really pay attention to it and like tell yourself two truths and then tell yourself the thing that you're spinning on and see where it's like how it feels in your body maybe compared to those two things that you know to be true at your core. Have you dealt with this, Megan? Can you talk about the difference for you between what lying to yourself feels like versus uh, being in truth? So I have not experienced this in the same way that you have. Um, I definitely don't struggle with the the self-trust issues the same way. I have my own um, unique and exciting issues <laughs> that I've been working through. But um, one thing I will say when it comes to trust is for me, as someone who hasn't struggled with it a lot, the way when I do kind of like feel like, am I, am I really worried about this or is it something else is I, I do have to like do like an in, internal um, like metronome, like, and I have to ask myself, like, here's my name. Here is a thing that I do. Here is a thing that I definitely believe. And sometimes when I'm doing that, I'll actually hear myself like, oh, a core belief of mine is this thing. And then when I say it, I'll hear it. But Mm, is it? And then I have to go a level deeper. But it, it's for me, it's it's not been a huge problem because I, I have that. And I think that's my my human design type also is that I have that like internal metronome. So other people might not have it the same way for because for me, it's like in my stomach and it feels like a literal like left side to right side almost. Um, But I would imagine for other people, it might just be like something feels heavier to them and something feels lighter to them. And or something feels blue and something feels red or whatever their own like identification system is. Do you know? Are you a sacral authority? Is that what you were saying? Human design? Like, is I, it I think the so. one where your body speaks to you? Like your, your, your like your internal, like your yeah. gut, listen to your gut. Yeah. That makes total sense. Um, wait, hold on. Let me think here. I'm hearing so, so much is coming through with this. You guys. Um, so I'm, it seems really important that we discuss this because I think a lot of us, <laughs> I'm laughing because this is like my life um, and not so much Megan, but like lying to myself. Like I've spent the majority of my life lying to myself and um, I picked that up from my parents who have spent the, well, excuse me, one parent in particular, um, my, my mother, who I think would own this, um, spent a lot of time lying to herself. Um, and I'm not sure about my dad. I can't tell his story. But how the ways in which we lie to ourselves is a result of making other people's metronome more important than our own because we're afraid. And we've talked about this before on previous podcasts, but I'm hearing that it's like important that we discuss this right now because of what you guys are going through. That um, when we make someone else's metronome our scale for what's true for us, then we self-abandon. And so when we self-abandon through making somebody else's truth our truth, we can't find our core self that allows us to live in our own truth. That's a really good way of putting it too, that you're putting more weight on someone else's um, metronome than your own. And I think that I do, I, am, I kind of want to relate to this because I don't often lie to myself because I, I can catch myself on my shit pretty quickly. But I did used to really, really struggle with being very mean to myself. And that feels like a like a, a version of lying to myself where I would like um I would put on a shirt and 
would think like, oh, literally every single person can see how gross you are, like right through that shirt or something really mean that you would never say to anyone else. And I, I would have like a loop of that in my head at all times. Um, and I had to do a lot of work on um, silencing that voice. So now instead of it being like a constant stream of negativity to myself and only myself, not anyone else, um, now it's like a, every now and again, I'll have a thought pop in my head and say, mm, that's not really true. So I do want to say that that I definitely have experienced that and um, what helped me with that, and I'm sure I've said it before, is um, if I caught myself, like I was like observing myself and I caught myself doing it, I would have to say two nice things about myself, which is way harder than saying something mean about yourself for every mean thing. And then it just stopped happening as often. Okay, I think we can do like, I think that the two of us together can work as a team in this episode to bring clarity to a ton of people through using what we're both experienced in. Meaning um, it seems like with this whole topic, you like you're, you are not here on this planet to learn this lesson. This is something you already know, like in detail, which is how to hear your own inner authority and trust what you know to be true for you and to live the, version of that truth, like in the full embodiment of that. So this is literally what I came to this planet to learn. And I am now wrapping up this cycle. So this cycle is completed in this lifetime. I'm now moving on to a different game. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of us. And maybe that's why we're talking about this right now, because <clears throat> as my throat chakra closes up, maybe a lot of you are also wrapping up this cycle and moving on to something else, but you're needing to like, see the whole package. But what an seeing Megan is that it would be good for us, like for me to explain circumstances in which these things happen, where we lie to ourselves about what's going on. And then for you to explain how that doesn't happen to you, <laughs> like how in your life, that's not a problem. And so like for offering a, a helpful solution for things that I've experienced with that. And maybe as you go through things, I'll, I'll be like, oh, hey, I do that. And I wasn't even aware. That is a possibility when we go through this exercise. We'll see. Well, let's, yeah, let's see. So first of all, how do you know when you like someone and want to see, I can answer this now, but before, before, um, how would you know that you wanted to be with your partner? How would you know that you were interested in somebody and wanted to date them? I am not a great person to ask this question to because I've been dating the same person since I was 17 and I'm 30 now. Um, but I can give that example with friendship. So when I first meet someone and know whether or not we're going to mesh, it feels like instantly in my body, it's like I can relax. I don't feel judged. I don't feel um, like their bubble is meshing against my bubble. I don't feel like they are a different temperature than me, like energetically. Um, if we're talking about jello, like they're hot and they're going to melt me or they're really cold and they're going to freeze parts of me or whatever. Um, when I connect with someone, it's like I can literally feel every muscle in my body just relax and I can breathe, you know? So that's how it feels in my body. Hearing you describe that gave me a full body release, like real, like that. Just hearing you say that, I was like, oh, that sounds nice. And, um, and for the wounded hearts out there, the way that I would do that is through whether or not they liked me. So a direct gauge Ooh, of whether, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do they like me? Meaning I would present so 
old Alyssa, who was masking and trying so desperately to be liked by the people in her surroundings so that she could feel comfortable being in her body, would hyper analyze and uh, attune herself to the people that she was with. And then based on their positive feedback, would gauge whether or not that relationship was going to be in her life. Um, Literally had nothing to do with how I felt or what I wanted. Or whether or not you liked you. That didn't matter. That wasn't part of the equation. It was, I am with them because they like me. And I like, I would like to say how you just blew my mind because I thought you were going to say whether or not I like them, but you said whether or not I like me. Yeah. Meaning that's even deeper. Like, did I like the version of myself I was when I was with these people? Mm -hmm. And actually the answer to some of those is no, but um, yeah, that literally wouldn't even be in my sphere because I was just trying to feel safe through being around who I thought liked me. Yeah. So why is being with a partner? What made you feel safe? Oh, that's a great question. That is definitely because I needed to have some, someone, um, someone else's metronome. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, didn't know what I wanted because I had never heard myself before, never lived my truth before. And quite frankly, um, was punished and, uh, uh, like, how do you say, like, if I did live out my expressed truth, uh, bad things would happen. And I learned that from a very young age. So it wasn't safe for me to be myself. So I needed somebody else around so that I could monitor what was and was not safe. Okay. And then you were kind of gauging what parts of yourself were, um, what you felt like acceptable pieces of yourself to mirror to the world. This is a great therapy session. Um, Yeah, (laughs) no, it is. I think this will help a lot of people because I will be, you know, here's the thing, guys. I literally now, like in my relationship now, in my life now, am recognizing that part of why I'm literally here, which is hilarious because the idea of being perceived still freaks me out. But the reason I am here is to just be me a thousand percent. And the reason I need to be me a thousand percent is because of how long I was not me. And that so many of us are going through this. So many of us are just now stepping into who we are. And so many of us don't have Megan's experience of like really knowing who she is the majority of her life. And so for the collective that's in this wave that I'm a part where we're really stepping into our power and being like, you know what, fuck everything else. I just want to be me. Um, That I'm a voice for these people in a way that helps you go, fuck, that's right. I'm me too, (laughs) because I've been not me for so long. So um, point being, that is what I would do is I would, um, yeah, I would find, I would find pieces of myself that felt safe to be expressed that were liked by other people. And then I would limit it to just that. So I would basically like partition out pieces of myself that were true, but hiding the full truth of me because of this idea that I'm just too much, that I'm just too much. And I think that is from being, you know, ADHD neurodivergent and having like anxiety, which is so, you know, like if we just don't fit in, we don't fit in and that's okay. But we learn how to hide ourselves so we can fit in. Yeah, because it's a lot more comfortable. It's really actually truly unbearable, but comfortable for the people around us to fit into that mold of what's acceptable and not acceptable. And then we are just really uncomfortable, but because they're happy, we're happy, right? Right? 
hold on there because that's actually uh, the golden key. Um, the golden key. Wow. Okay. So energetics, intuitives, uh, everyone into the woo. Most of you, anyone listening to this is into the woo, clearly. However, energetics and intuitives, energy workers, listen to that. Remember how I talked about how now, this is so important for us to know, you guys. Remember how I talked about what it was like to not know what my own energetic sphere was and to feel other people's fear and think it was mine? Think of a, a I just feel so, so sad for my older versions of me that didn't know this. Think of how confusing and painful it would be to constantly be picking up on those energies, not know that they are not yours. And so how would you deal with that? Well, you would deal with that by altering yourself to make that other energy feel better because you're feeling it. Yeah. And that can be whether it's something you're altering within yourself because you think it's part of yourself or it could be like, oh, when I do this thing, that energy feels better. So that must be the thing. So that could be like my partner gets really agitated and they're not a very good partner, but my partner gets really agitated when I take up too much space on the couch. And so I just make myself smaller and smaller on the couch and because that makes the energy feel better you know? Yep. And then you do that. And then I think what a lot of us do in this collective wave that uh, we're all apart, I think that if you resonate with this anyways, I think that what we do, or what I did anyways, is integrity and honesty for me, my whole life has always been like of paramount importance. It's like, I've always known that that was important, 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 but I didn't understand the irony of that or what that meant. So what I would literally do is make it internal and think that things were true about myself. So I would alter my internal identity to match the external validation so that I could feel better. So it was far beyond um, like external manipulation in terms of codependence. It was literal internal shifting of my own energy to fit a mold that felt better externally. And that's what I'm stepping out of. And that's what a lot of us are stepping out of. And when you do that, it literally changes everything because you've never experienced you guys when you experience the full embodiment of all of your energy and all of your power in this human vessel oh my god the ocean talks to you literally like the powers that you have i drove through a rainstorm i don't know if anyone's watched the news recently in northern california but it's currently october 26th and two days ago during what they literally called a hold on give me a second a they called it a bomb a a typhoon bomb or something. I forget what the name of it was, but a literal just gigantic storm slammed the West coast this weekend. Everything flooded. I drove two hours up the one to sea ranch from Bodega in this weather. I was fine. It wasn't sketchy at all. I was completely protected and well and was like communicating with the elements. All of this happened because I learned how to not lie to myself. That's why, like that's the core reason for all of it. Because it's so much easier for you to be able to see what's true or not true and you can kind of see through some of that stuff and you don't have all of that extra baggage in, in your energetic field from everyone else because you can say, oh, that's not mine and release it. Um, but I kind of want to circle back because you said that you had ironically put a lot of value on being authentic and truthful and everything. And I kind of wanted to say, do you think that that was such a big value point for you because you felt those dishonest energies all around you and you felt like you kept having to battle like am I being truthful am I being truthful am I being honest with myself because you felt that the the people hiding things around you but you didn't know what that that was so you thought it was yours you know 
I mean, I'm going to be replaying that clip for about, you know, a year uh, for the therapy that came with it. But yeah, because <laughs> I didn't put it together that way. But yeah, definitely. I think that and I think that my energy as a means of learning to trust myself would draw inauthentic, dishonest people into my experience. And um, FYI, if you've been a person that's been in my experience and you're hearing this and you're thinking, what the fuck? That's not true. I was su super authentic. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not talking about you. There are people in my experience who have definitely lied to me and you know who you are. And if you're listening to this, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, that's me. And uh, and those th that's the energy I'm talking about. And I don't think it's ever someone who um, intends to hurt me in any way, shape or form. They were literally mirroring what I was doing, which is lying to themselves in the same way that I was lying to myself. And that's the funny game we're all in is it's all a freaking mirror. Yeah, it's all a mirror in some form or fashion. And a lot of times when you're struggling with something, it's being presented back to you and you're being confronted with it over and over and over again in, in new and exciting ways. And most of the time, you can't even tell that it's a mirror until you're like away from it. You know, um, like you need distance from it sometimes to really see that that it's a mirror for you. So your relationships with your partner or your friendships or um, I always struggle with like no, everyone abandons me. Are you abandoning yourself? You know, or I I'm struggling because every relationship I've ever been in, it felt like the love was unrequited. Is your self love unrequited too? Um, you know, and and just look at those situations. And if you're not sure if it's a mirror, ask yourself, am I doing this as well? In whatever the situation is. That self-abandonment as well. So I would just want to say from personal experience of dealing with abandonment wounds um, and also from the, working in counseling, what's so interesting, because, uh, you know, when I was a drug counselor, I dealt with a lot of relationship issues with my clients. And um, it's so beautiful to be able to see clearly uh, when you're not going through it personally, um, what it's like to watch somebody self-abandon again and again and again to try and please their partner. If I, again, it was hilarious because I was doing this in my personal life, but couldn't see it, um, but could see it with my clients. And then you're afraid of that person abandoning you. Do, do you hear that? It's like you self-abandon, you sacrifice, like you don't go to the places you want to go. You don't do the things you want to do. You maybe don't even sit on the couch the way that you want to sit on the couch because you're so concerned about how your partner feels and what your partner wants or what your friend feels or what your friend wants or what your family members feel or what they want that you self-abandon. And then because you're consistently and regularly abandoning yourself and what you actually want, you are afraid that other people will leave your experience. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And I, I, I'm kind of wanting to talk about, um, speaking of the couch thing, um, I did a yoga thing um, through YouTube and I was doing it the other morning and the instructor said, um, when we were taking a deep breath in, take a, a truly actual deep breath. Let our stomachs fully expand, stretch our arms out, and don't be afraid to take up too much space um, in that moment. And it almost felt like, have I not been taking deep breaths, like actual genuine deep breaths this whole time? Because I like did that. I was like, okay, I'm taking up as much space as I want to take in this moment. And it felt so much deeper. And I'm wondering how many things like that that we didn't even know that we were limiting ourselves on because of everyone around us. Like how many things are there that we just didn't know are 
not even actual rules. Like you can deep in, like deep in, breathe in deeper. Um, you can stretch your arms out wider, but you didn't know that you could because you've never been allowed to do it. Yeah, you can laugh authentically. I think that's a big one for people. I think a lot of people monitor the way they laugh. You know, like, because you're talking about breathing, I think laughing is also a big one. Like, a lot of people are afraid that they're going to be, well, me personally, I have so many different laughs and some of them are so loud that it'll be interesting with this microphone. But um, what else? Can we think of other examples? Um, other examples for you to talk about, like, what it was like for you? No, for um, what you're talking about right there. I think it's really oh. important to keep discussing that, um, like, the things so that we don't examples- even take into account. Yeah, it could be like eating. Um, a lot of people, when they eat, they cover their mouth, like with their hand, because Lord forbid someone see that they're chewing food. Um, and like, I'm not, or like, um, I'm trying to think about like um, dressing yourself. Like, you thought that you weren't allowed to dress in a certain way, even if you really liked it, type of fashion, because um, that's not for your body type. Or um, you can like only sleep with uh, like uh, oh let's talk about like uh, shared beds say you you and your partner have totally different sleeping schedules and different sleeping styles but you can't have separate beds because you're not allowed to have two beds hell yeah you can you can have two twin beds side by side you can have a, like a his and her bedroom if you have space no one says that you have to like share the same space with your partner. You can just like sleep together when you feel like sleeping together and then have separate space whenever they're wanting to roll around and you're wanting to um, take us like a melatonin or whatever and have like a I'm crash dead sleep or whatever you want, you know, um, everything in your life can just look however you want it to look, but you can break those rules. That's the number one thing that's been so strange in this existence of, um, walking this path, which is just always been the path, but whatever. Like now that I'm here, both in my professional life and in my personal life uh, and in my romantic life, it's like, uh, how do you say, uh, okay, so one thing, well, with work, I'm like doing intuitive readings now, right? So I'm working from home and I kind of get to make it look however I want it to look. And we do this podcast and that gets to look however we want to look. Um, but specifically within the scope of relationship, it has been, it, it was an adjustment that was strange because there's no, how do you say, when you're in a conscious co-creative relationship with another awake, aware individual who's doing the work on themselves, let me repeat that. When you're in a conscious, aware and awake relationship with another individual who is also doing the work on themselves, the actual relationship will create a third thing that reflects the the energies of you two together coming together and making this third thing. And what that third thing looks like is going to be as unique as the two of you are as individuals. So for me, stepping into the power of that, quite frankly, before I stepped into the power of understanding my own inner truth, which was kind of backwards way to do it. I don't recommend that. Um, Although it is healing. It's like, whoa, wait, so there's no template here. You can just, it can just exist however it wants to exist because so many of us, I think, are wounded by this idea of like labels, right? Like, well, we don't have to, you don't have to be my boyfriend or I don't have to be your girlfriend. And we hear that and we think of it as like a way of getting out of commitment. Well, if you take that away from it and you take the labels away from it, but you also take away all of the, like, you know how there's a recipe book for 
how to make food? What if you didn't even have a recipe book, but you just had the ingredients and you could literally make whatever you wanted, but you had to do trial and error? That would freak my partner out so much. For me, that would be a dream because that's already how I cook. I just say, oh, I have these ingredients and uh, now I have food. And with my partner, though, he needs um, very specific instructions. And I feel like some other people might also feel the same way. Like, oh, no, I need directions. Well, what about your internal guidance? Can, couldn't you use that as your this direction? Is, and this is where we come so You don't circle. trust yourself. Yep, that's it right there. Because I was going to say that was me. That was yeah. me. I had to find relationships that fit a very specific template based on how that person thought and felt about me because I didn't trust myself because of previous wounding. Because if I had a relationship where I could be fully me, it means that my heart could be broken in a way that I didn't want to have it broken again. So you knew that it was inevitably going to end in pain, but you wanted to control what that pain looked like because you knew that you could handle that type of pain. Yes, unconsciously. All of this oh, unconscious, yeah, unconsciously. A thousand percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I wonder how other people are doing this to themselves. So how are you not taking up space? How are you not being authentic to yourself? Um, how many things in your life are you doing because someone else did it? I actually like wrote out this whole TikTok skip because even though I don't make a lot of TikToks, I do like to think about like what videos I would make. Um, And I had this realization, I'm pulling up my notes. I could have done this on my computer. I don't know why I had to grab my phone and knock stuff over. Um, So I had this realization that nothing that I purchased that I own, almost none of it I chose for myself. Um, So I'm just going to read this to you. It's not too terribly long. Um, It occurred to me recently that I didn't actually choose almost anything that I own. Okay, crazy, I know. But hear me out. There are two scenarios. Scenario one, me, overwhelmed with options in a store. Associate, hi, can I help you with anything? Me, actually, um, yes, please, I'm trying to find the best option for literally anything. Associate, yes, I'd love to, um, I actually personally love this item. Me, out loud, that sounds perfect, grabs the box. Me, internally, mm, that's not really what I had in mind, but they seem to genuinely like it. Um, it could just be a sales tactic to get people to buy it. And they were um, directed to push the specific product by their brand partner. But it seems fine, though. Actually, um, if I actually say anything, but yes, thank you, I will be taking up too much time for this associate. And they are already underpaid and doing their best. Um, buys literally whatever they suggested. Scenario two. Um, I need a new step stool. Looks online for step stools and sees 4,928 ep- options. Gets overwhelmed. Starts reading reviews. Spends a full week agonizing over which is the best choice for a new step stool. This one is more expensive and is reviewed well, but this one's more reasonably priced and has the normal kind of um, complaints that I would expect. Decides to look at Reddit, because of course Reddit has a subreddit just for that thing. Finds out that there is a step stool, 3000, that is the best step stool ever made. It is so good that people use it as an everyday carry step stool for their unexpected step stool needs. Searches for this magical step stool and sees that it is $400. Briefly goes insane and considers buying a $400 step stool that I will use 10 times per year. Remembers that I am a normal human being with normal human um, step stool needs. Returns to search. Gets overwhelmed again. Another week goes by. I finally say, fuck it, and get on YouTube. Watch 10 videos about the step step best step stool, and then add it to a cart and buy it without thinking twice, because I need to be out of this endless loop, and I really need to reach things already. So... <laughs> 
But think about how many things that you're buying because like someone on YouTube suggested it or an associate suggested it or whatever. How many things in your life weren't even yours? So many things. And also energy too. This is like the same. It's taking on other people's energy that's not even yours. It's the same thing. Because when when you're talking about, particularly I got such a visual when you were talking about being in the store with that other person, is it's like, um, cause there's another, the layer of it that's deeper for me that I want people to really hear and understand too, is I think what a lot of us do without realizing it is we unintentionally then in the anxiety moment of not knowing the thing you want and dealing with another person who does know what they want, it can be the easy out without even realizing it to just adopt what they want and what they like. Cause it's like, well, now I don't have to figure it out for myself. That's a relief, you know, yeah, and then you like, can internalize um, it. Say you're really hungry and, you know, you're in a group of people and you say, oh, I'm really hungry. We should get something to eat. And you kind of want a few things, but you're really not like sure on it. And then they say, oh, I really want falafels. And you're fine with falafels. But then you realize in that moment, "Mm, I really want Indian food instead. But you can't say anything because, oh, now we're getting falafels and I don't want to make them unhappy or disappoint them, you know? When you could thousand- like, go to get falafels and have Indian food and no one would care. But I mean like, okay, I'm getting intimate now. I, you guys can't see, but I'm like holding this microphone up very close to my face as though I'm telling you a secret. Because I mean something else though. I mean the that the the scarring that goes so deep that and none of us, I, didn't, I don't think we're doing this anymore, guys. I think we're really out of this. But I just want to acknowledge the work that we've done to get here, which is there was a time when we were in a group of people and we were hungry and someone said, I want to get falafel and your internal body, which did not know what it wanted to eat, but knew that it wanted food, thought falafel is my favorite thing. I want falafel. That sounds great. And then you align yourself with the people that like falafel, but you've never taken the time to figure out what you actually want to eat. So then all you know is one day you eat Indian food and it's the most amazing thing you've ever tasted. And you think, why have I been eating falafel? I don't understand. I think and at that, that point you're already in a falafel cult. And literally, you only eat falafels, <laughs> and falafel is life. But oh, you have to like, oh, Indian food exists too. Other foods exist. What else exists? And it's like this moment of clarity, and then you have to step away from the falafel cult. It's <laughs> hard yeah, to say falafel cult. Falafel, falafel cult. <laughs> yeah, say that five times fast. The FC. So. So, yeah, so it's like, if you are at the stage, I just want to acknowledge, if you're at the stage where you do know what you want, but it's not aligning with your external reality, um, give yourself the the credit that you deserve and the acknowledgement that you deserve through recognizing that it's not what you want, that it's not in alignment. Because we did that whole episode on alignment, but being able to recognize that something's not in alignment with you is literally the work. because then it means that you are no longer lying to, okay, I just need you all to know, all of your, this is so woo, all of your guys, all of your ancestors, everybody, every, excuse me, every soul, every being, every entity, whether or not you have a trigger response to that word, every past family member, every pet, every friend, every soul incarnated or not, um, sees you 
acting in your truth and in your power and is proud of you when you do that and is literally giving you abundance through this receiving channel that you have when you are acting within your core and integrity and truth through nothing other than knowing what it is. You don't even have to externalize it. So the very idea that you know what it is and that you can see it and hear it and know it, that's enough. That's like literally that's, that's the work right there. Then releasing into that and being able to exhale and have that full body release where you allow yourself to receive that piece does come over time. It's not the easiest thing in the world. It's not like you flip a switch overnight. That's like, this is literally the part that I'm in right now where it's like, Oh, okay, well now I know what my truth is and I understand what integrity is, but implementing that into my external reality is kind of more rockier than I anticipated. But I need you guys to know that when we talk about these things and when I hear you, so I'm an intuitive, it's what I do now. It's the power now. It's it's the ability is fully online. And when I hear other people speak truth, their own truth, what happens is, is I get a flood of positive response from the universe. That's basically like, it just feels like I get a standing ovation. Like a bunch of people behind me start applauding you and like giving you a standing ovation. And I can hear so many of you in this moment that are listening to this, that you are now at this moment in time, whenever you're listening to this, implementing, um, your discernment in your regular life through knowing what you do and don't want that is actually true for you. And I just want you to know how much backup you have, like how much um, respect and uh, what's the word, Megan? I know you can feel this too. What is, what are they trying to communicate? There's just respect and support and the fact that you're able to honor things, even if you can, like maybe you can't implement it, but you can see it and you're just able to identify the thing. Um, it's a huge step because with meditation, like phase one is just being able to like step back and say, Oh, those are my thoughts. And this is me. And we are separate. And it's not about silencing anything. And it's the same thing with this phase. One of this is stepping back and saying, is that mine? Do I like it? Is that a thing? I think that like, what's the, the driving force behind it? Um, And that's step one. And if you realize you've been doing this with everything in your life and you're spiraling right now because we just pointed it out, um, it's okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. We all do it at some point in some form or fashion. You're not alone and you're not like a failure. Definitely not. No, you're and like even seeing it. (laughs) And I'm hearing start with ice cream. If you're finding that this is where you're at, if you're, um, if you're like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Um, go to the store or sorry, any dessert. Okay. Or any salt, salty treat. Uh, really? You guys, you're not all dessert lovers how out about, there? How about just a treat? <laughs> Think of a like treat. A, your, your, your favorite treat, your preferred treat. So yeah, your preferred treat, go to the store with whatever, you know, amount is appropriate, three to $5 or whatever, and pick a treat Um, and, or remember the first time that you were out of a relationship when you were in a relationship for a long time and you went grocery shopping for the first time. Can we have a moment? Because there are so many of us, I know that there is a gigantic group of you out there who went to the grocery store for the first time to buy your groceries after you were in a live-in relationship with somebody and you just, you just went, oh no. Because it's one of two things. It's either, uh, excitement at, oh my gosh, I can get whatever I want. And then you're like a literal kid in a candy store, or it's just anxiety, overwhelm, and uh, analysis, paralysis, and decision and decision. 
Yeah, like, did I like this brand of toilet paper just because they like this brand of toilet paper? What does this toilet paper mean about me? And then you just have an existential crisis in the grocery store. Literally. So that actually happened to me, you guys. I was um, the first time I ever went grocery shopping uh, without a partner. I was meaning not like uh, without a partner in my household. So I uh, would go to the grocery store most of the time alone to do the shopping, but like meaning, you know, I wasn't shopping for somebody else. I was 26 or 27, I think. And um, I didn't know what to do. And I reverted back to being an obese 11 year old. I'm dead serious. And I just got sweets. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to cook. I didn't know what food I want. I was like, Oh crap. Cause all of these meals I had been cooking were uh, my, um, the first partner I ever uh, lived with was a really good cook. And so I just took what he knew and like incorporated it into my own internal, like, you know, cooking brain. Um, but in terms of what I actually wanted to cook for myself, I did not know. I had no idea. I had no idea. So I went, so I got like, I'm not even kidding. I got Nutella and just nothing to put it on, just Nutella and like Oreos and um, well, there you put the Nutella on the Oreos. Obviously, that's your solution. I ate it with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if I have Nutella in my household, I will eat it with a spoon. It's so good. It, Nutella is so good. But yeah, so point being, yeah. um, so if you, so here's the point. One, if you don't know, that's okay. That's all good. Just start with the basics, start with something small, go to the store and pick a treat. And if you are someone that goes to the store and you know what you want, that's the message that I'm getting is you, you have, you don't see it, but like for whoever I'm thinking of, which is, uh, how do I say each person I'm thinking of right now is like, as a, when you see things energetically, it's like a lot of you are aligning with this energy where your guides are wanting me to tell you the specific thing, which is for every time you know something that's what you want for you, there's like 50 beings that are literally in your existence, in your energy sphere, applauding you that are like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, we're like, we're so proud of you. We're so happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for exercising your discernment. And we don't know that. We don't understand the support we have from the universe in that way because we are so blinded by our emotions and by the things that make us uncomfortable. We don't see the stuff that's really in our favor. That's like ready and willing and like able to support us. Yes. It's really hard to not see that stuff clearly though, especially when you're blinded by everything that you have going on in your life and all of your attachments and all of your different things that everybody needs you and you need to like have this certain persona. And I feel that like stress and anxiety about it. But if you just take the time to say, I really hate this spoon. I don't know why I keep this spoon. And you let yourself throw the spoon away and get a spoon that you like. That is huge. And I know it seems small, but that really is a huge thing for the universe. Like you're, you're telling the universe, like, I, I don't like this spoon. And I'm like declaring it. The spoon is gone to me. And I like this type of spoon. And I am confident and comfortable with that decision. And the universe like sees that energy and is like, yeah, that's amazing. Here's more things that you like you know, that are on the same like wavelength of power and strength, you know? Man, this is a channeling that's coming through me. And um, let me know what you, I feel like you're going to, so this is, again, you are not working through these lessons, you know, these things. So um, I would love to hear your interpretation of this information that's being filtered through me, which is that there is, I'm just going to talk like a robot for a second. There is a 
new powers online, you guys, that this shit's crazy. When you start actually being in your truth, it's like, just wait, you're all magical beings with superpowers. Just fucking wait. So, um, or don't wait, let it be now. There's a internal mechanism, an operating system that is a motor in your solar plexus. I don't know what I'm saying. It's just coming through me. And that, uh, that motor that operates within your solar plexus, when you, uh, discover that you are a divine being that's here to create your own internalized version of heaven on earth, like your, your ideal reality, which you want your ideal reality to be. Once you recognize that your discernment as an awake creator is the thing that unlocks the, uh, mechanism that is the motor in that like sacral slash solar plexus area. I'm seeing a lot of yellow, like a lot of yellow colors. Um, then there's a channel that activates within you. That's this creation channel where the actual universe. So like you incarnated here on this planet to create things, but the reason you incarnated here to create things is because you are your own unique expression of the universe as a single unit here to create. So when you recognize that that is your power as an individual co-creatively as well, but firstly, like what you want, your own discernment, then there's an actual channel inside of you in that chakra, in the solar plexus chakra. Again, I'm seeing so much yellow that it like, uh, then can literally come through you out the solar plexus and create a timeline that didn't otherwise exist. So you're actually getting more power, more juice, more energy to manifest and create once you exercise your superpower of discernment. And there are so many different possible timelines at any given minute for every single thing that you do. But the timeline that you're able to create yourself with like authority and strength and power, whenever you're owning up to that, that personal sovereignty and that personal strength that you have inside of you, that we all have inside of you, those are so much more stable than those other timelines. They're not like um, blipping in and out of existence. They're they're a lot more anchored because it's anchored to who you are as a being authentically in this moment, in this unique expression of the universe. Anchored, anchored. And then do you hear anchored? Uh, think, oh, this is the whole thing, isn't it? Now imagine what it's like. Okay, so you have 100 people who are anchored to timelines who are not stable because they're not based in their own truth, Okay. Think of what that world looks like. Think of how easy it is to manipulate their energy. Think of I mean, how that's anybody... the current world that we're in now. Yeah, it's not that's hard what I'm to imagine it. Ah, okay, then yeah, just just think of the world. But yeah. now think about what it would be like if even a fraction of those people anchored themselves to what was true for them. Those timelines that are stable. Do you see how you can change the motherfucking planet in a very short period of time when you have awake, aware beings who are operating in their power, who are anchoring in these timelines? changes so fast. It really does. And now all of this has me thinking about my own personal influence on other people. I'm not sure how much of an influence I've had on people around me or how many people specifically like a spoon because I liked a spoon. Um, I'm not sure that about that impact. But if I am holding that on anyone at any point in my life where they, they felt like they couldn't have the food they wanted or they felt like they couldn't take up the space they wanted because of me, I would like to release all of those contracts. I would like to release all of those bonds so that you are able to freely choose the cereal or sweet treat or energetic space that feels in alignment for you without my energy tainting it any longer. That goes for everyone 
who follows any and all of our content individually yeah. or together. I think that literally our collective message has always been, but let's, it's time to reiterate that, like I'm having a mission statement or whatever people call it, that our intention with this podcast is to share our experience so that in, in the case that it may benefit you. But what we have learned, number one, or what I have learned, I'll speak for myself, what I have learned in my experience is that each individual being has a soul and each soul has its unique expression and that we are here to be that expression. So everything that I do in my work, everything that I do on this podcast, everything that I share on TikTok or whatever platform I'm sharing content on is a means of tapping into my own truth with the hope that it will inspire other people to tap into theirs, which is not mine. Yeah. Ideally, I think that everything that we make, though, we try so hard to do it with integrity. And that intention behind it really makes a huge difference. Because if we were just doing things because it was like the thing to do or the way that you do it or whatever, it just, it wouldn't be the same content. If I fiddled over every single time that I like took a really deep breath or because like professionals do it this way and I have to do it like the professionals, I care about the quality a, a way more than any human should care about the quality of the audio for the podcast. But um, I, I don't fiddle with it and I don't infuse that like perfectionism um, energy into it because to me it is more important that we are clear and authentic in ourselves and what we're doing and how we're doing it than for it to be a professional studio quality at any point. Does that make sense? And that, that totally makes, I know you're not asking me, but that, that totally does make sense. But I do want to say I care about you caring because now I have this really cool microphone that I never had before. Yeah. So, so I do care, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, I think that, um, you guys, like it's you, it's you, only you can know. And we do this in our readings too. So like if you book with us individually, a huge, a huge interesting thing that happens is sometimes people will want to be told answers to things and we don't have answers for you, but we can absolutely sit with you in your energy long enough to help you feel what, what truth feels like for you. Yeah, that absolutely is true because I can, I can give you, an, I can give you answers that are like, trying to figure out the way to say this. So if you're saying, should I stay in a relationship or not? I'm probably not even going to hear that question. What I'm going to hear is the 30 questions underneath that. And then I can work with you to help you understand where you're struggling. And the same goes for Alyssa. Yeah, we can. Uh, the way that I usually talk about it in the scope of readings is I say I can hear subtext. Yeah, because I can hear or rather I can hear the inner narrator and what I will do. But even but again, that's my truth, not your truth. So what I will do is in a counseling session, I will say, hey, so this is what I'm feeling. And this is what I'm hearing. I'm going to express it as though it's true. And then you tell me if it's true for you or not. And then um, sometimes it will be sometimes it won't be sometimes pieces of it will be. But in expressing that, let me tell you, there's serious power. Okay, let me give an example. I want you guys to, to, to know what it's like. Um, because both Megan and I have like the number one thing I think that happens in our sessions or for me, at least is people will have moments of clarity. And then when you have that moment of clarity, there's no going back because all it takes is that one little glimmer to be like, Oh shit. So, um, let's say you are someone who has never bought any furniture for your house. Okay. 
and that that's that the that is the uh external representation of you not living your own inner truth okay so somehow you and i are talking about the furniture that you have in your house and what you're talking about is whether or not you want to start a business okay so you so you're asking me questions about whether or not you should start this business and I'm asking you the questions that are aligned with what your soul is not yet expressing externally, right? And for me, that might be showing up through your guides and my guides as me being encouraged to ask you about questions about your furniture. (laughs) And I won't know why that is, but I just won't question my intuition. So I'll start asking you questions about your furniture. And you might say, you know, that's strange. You say that I've never actually, I don't buy my own furniture. I don't know. I just kind of get I don't know, you know, like Amazon or I don't know. Actually, now that you say that, I have this light fixture that, you know what? Huh. Yeah, I have this light fixture. It's a chandelier of all things. It's a sh- I don't even like chandeliers. Why do I have a chandelier? And then I would say, okay, well, let's say you have the exact amount of money that you have to be able to afford any new light fixture that you want, excuse me, you have the exact right amount to afford any light fixture you want. What kind of light fixture would you actually get? Then there's that moment of, oh my God, I don't, oh, oh, I've never, huh. There's a freedom. There's a freedom that comes with being able to open yourself in that way to think of these things in a new way that is directly related to your core inner truth that wants to be expressed. So we work to open the door for that. I don't know what you should be doing with, oh, sorry. I was just going to say as an audience, when you were listening to that, that hypothetical scenario, do you see where that end result actually does relate to the, that customer's birth client's business? Oh, that's what I I was going to wrap back around to that. So it's like here. So I, as your intuitive counselor, I don't know what's going to be the correct decision for your business. But what I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt is that my core truth in this world that I'm creating for me is that individuals who live in their truth, speak their truth, know their truth are directly rewarded by the universe in the opportunities that present present, themselves. So if you are aligned with me in this reality, then you knowing what is true for you is only going to have positive impacts on your business. So I am then going to be inspired to work with you to figure out what feels true for you so that you can then implement that in the creation of your business. And we do that by talking about light fixtures. But then towards the end of the session, you think that we're talking about light fixtures. And what we're actually talking about is how you can feel what it feels like to know what you want when you're making a decision about something, which then and I can feel you guys feeling that opens the motor is the key that turns the lock. And now you can start to create and manifest that timeline. And it's a really, really powerful feeling when you're in that moment of having that realization, because even every single day, like, oh, I've healed something or I'm moving forward or I don't really currently have any blockages. Um, there's always an opportunity to continue to like learn more about yourself because you are a vast and complex and very flawed but beautifully like perfectly flawed individual and you are a really cool person and you were the most interesting topic that you could ever possibly want to learn about and hearing you guys argue and say that maybe doing 50 hours of research on a stool is more interesting but I think that you might be more interesting than a stool you know you definitely are I can promise you that you are and it's like it's just a cool it's a cool place to be right now because it's like 
And we've talked about this before, but it's getting more specific. And I hope you guys can hear this. And I would really like to know your feedback as well in terms of where we're at with this. Um, wait, hold on. Speaking of which, tools for the toolbox, Megan, we already went over an exercise. And what was it? It was using discernment for snacks, but yeah. there was another one. Um, so go to the store and pick out the snacks, obviously, that you were drawn to. Or if you're drawn to a specific item, ask yourself, why am I drawn to this? Is it because um, my sister really likes these or is it because I really like them? And then the first one from earlier was say that you are currently experiencing something that you're not sure if it's yours or not. If you're struggling with that, trusting in within yourself. So tell yourself two things that are core truths to you. So it could be your name or it could be that you really, really enjoy peanut butter because you know to the bottom of your soul, peanut butter is your favorite thing. Good for you. I hate peanut butter, but you you do you. Um, and then say the thing that you're struggling with and see how it feels within your body. Maybe you feel like that inner pendulum where it's like left, right, truth, false. Um, maybe it's, you know, one feels blue and one feels red. Maybe one feels heavier and one feels lighter. Maybe one makes your third toe tingle. I don't know. You know your body and you'll kind of, with those exercises, learn more and more about how truth feels in your body to you as a unique and beautiful individual. And then, and then you become a master creator where things actually are a reflection of the thing that you really want. And then, and then magic happens. Literal magic. Yeah. And also remember to open yourself up to the, there isn't always a black or white. And there are definitely going to be scenarios where it is this and that, where it is somewhere in the gray region. Maybe it leans more toward the black. Maybe it leans more toward the white. But allow yourself to like understand and see that and then see why it might not have a specific value attached to it. You know? So it could be someone else's feeling or it could be something that you're really worried about that isn't entirely yours, but maybe it does belong to you. I feel like this is like uh, advanced like uh, 202 stuff. So I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but you get what I'm saying. Like be mindful of that too. Not everything is a, a hard yes or no. I think that the reason uh, you were bringing it up is because it's a segue into what comes next. Because now that people are, now that with this collective is, it really does... Here's the thing. I'm an expression of collective energy. I just know that. That's why I do what I do. That's why I am who I am. So in other words, like I am a mirror. We are, a lot of us are this way, but um, some of us more than others. Some of us are more of a mirror for the collective than others. Hi, Scoots. Hi, saying Scoots. Hi, everybody. Hi, buddy. He says, hi, mom. So, um, so I'm aware that I, at this point in this, this game, yeah, I am. I am wrapping up this Scoots gigantic- is reminding you that they are also <laughs> part of this too. Oh, are you in the collective too, Scoots? Okay. He, he says yes. So um, we are wrapping up the this level of this game, which is, okay, it's now not about other people. It's now not about, oh, he's soaking wet. Oh, were you in the rain, buddy? It's not even about- um, how we integrate with other people. It's about us knowing ourselves, being in our power. And then now from there, getting ready to jump onto the next lesson, which is, I think, Megan, where, where you're at and the, like where you're starting to get, that's where we're going. Yeah. And the next lesson um, is seeing how that can be morally neutral or have different like added added things to it that you have to go through. So instead of there being a hard yes or no layer, there are 20 
maybe layers that you have to get through to get to a yes or no layer. Um, oh, joy. <laughs> but, you know, we'll work through it together. And whenever it's time to talk about it, the universe will make sure that we are aware. Thank goodness for you. <laughs> Thanks, universe. Thanks, Megan. Yeah. I'll be buckled up. <laughs> um. So is your vacation next week? Oh, my gosh, it is. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I have been yeah, so. Yeah, I thought we should touch base on it whoa yeah i've been so in this energy yeah jensen and i oh you guys i'm so excited to share this with you and i'm gonna be filming content while i'm gone i'm posting it to our patreon so if you're not a patron and you're interested in like fun travel stuff um that would be a place to find that but uh jensen and i are leaving on a two-week trip across the desert um 11 2 so so november 2nd and then we return november 15th and um, again, I'll be posting bonus content to Patreon while I'm gone. And um, Megan and I will be not film, not recording the week that I'm gone, but she will have, well, do you want to talk about what's going to happen that week? Yeah. So um, there will be an episode while you're gone. And then there will be one week where my friend and I, my childhood best friend and I get on, we've already recorded the episode, the audio. It was the day that the mic crapped out. So I might have to do it again with her if she's open to it. We'll see. Um, but my childhood best friend and I get on and we talk a lot about um, limitations with mental health. And we talk a lot about, um, well, kind of talk about this, like being a, a person outside of having a family and being a wife and being a mother and our relationship to food. And I don't know, a whole bunch of stuff. I'm giving you a summary of this episode that might be completely different by the time it comes out. If we record it again, it could be all about how much we like butts. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> She is one of my favorite people in the world. We've been friends since um, I was eight. So uh, I hope that you enjoy hanging out with her. She does not have her own thing. She did not plug anything. She is not a person in any community. She is just a normal person. But uh, she's one of my favorite people. And I wanted to share her with you while we had uh, a break. So like once a season, you're going to get a guest. I love this. I love this. And I think it's good to have that energy here too, because it's all, it's all from a different perspective. And I think that that's really good to have. And then, um, I will be, I'm trying to think. So then, so that the week that I'm gone, there will be not, it won't line up with the actual week that I'm gone, but there will be one week where we have Megan's guest, our guest. Yeah. And then that week, will you be doing the Patreon reading alone, Megan, or will we be recording it first? Um, so I think for the time that we're gone, we will do separate Patreon content instead of together, or okay. it will just be content from me because if you don't feel like making it, I don't want you to feel, feel like you have to. There's no obligation. I will take care of the Patreon one way or the other. Gotcha. Um, just so you guys know, usually when I'm out and traveling and in like immersed in nature, I get strong channelings. And so I'm inspired. Oh, to yeah. Share. You it's usually easy. make yeah. stuff. I'm not saying that you won't. I'm just saying that I release you of any obligation to do so. Well, you're sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm I always excited, guys. her out. Every time she goes on a trip, I'm like, no, I've got this. Don't worry about it. And she never wants them. But I think it's important to me because I always feel like ties and obligations to work, which is what I'm currently working through, that I want to make sure that other people know that I personally do not hold any like ties or obligations to them. Well, and when you go on your vacations, I will take over as well. And then whenever that happens, ties or obligations. Yeah. When, when that happens, yeah. when that happens. Yes. We currently have to know um, when we are free to do that based on my partner's work schedule. 
Yeah. I'm ready to well, do it tomorrow. If they said, like, you're free for a week as of tomorrow, I would pack a bag. And then, I'm sorry, Patreon. I'll record something on the road. <laughs> Lissa's got it, too. I can do yeah. I can do. Yeah, you could do it this well. week. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm Here not releasing myself from my own contracts. Listen to that. Oh, what the heck? Yeah. It's so insidious this stuff, you it guys. Is. Whatever whatever you tell it's other a good people example, though, really I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say I've been tried I've been trying to acknowledge those things when I do them. I think that's well, I think you're incredibly good at that. I think you're incredibly good at that and I think we're all we're all experiencing our own blind spots, but we're starting to see them with clarity and it's a really beautiful thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, So if you guys feel called to work with uh, me for anything, um, we're still working toward my my laptop purchase. Um, (laughs) uh, You can do that at megaruski.com for readings or energy work. I'm currently taking a break from doing design projects until 2022. Um, It could be January or whenever I feel called to rejoin that part of my life. I've been doing design for a very long time, so it's been nice to have a break. And um, do you want to plug your stuff? I know I didn't do like a great plug, but you know. Well, and and she has a very she's doing a really something really smart in terms of uh, excuse me manifestation practice, which is she's set like a very actual tangible goal, which is a specific number of readings to be able to afford a very specific purchase that's directly related to readings and content creation. So do you have the number of readings that you need at this point? 43. Okay. So Megan um, is working to book 43 readings to be able to afford her new computer. So if you want to support towards that cause and get an incredible reading and or energy clearing done, which is what I would recommend. Yeah. The energy um, clearings are, are a lot. And you have to really be in a good place I'm and willing to receive the healing in that moment, but they are good. I'm biased. I feel like me. I, I, well, but I also, well, and I'm biased because I got one, um, which was incredible. I mean, you guys hear me today, right? This is all, and, and hear the episode from last week and then maybe compare them to the ones prior and you'll get your own taste for what her energy clearings are like based on my energy. But, um, but I think that a lot of you are now ready for this in a way that you weren't before. Only if you resonate with it, only if it makes sense, only if it feels like it's a match. But I do think that a lot of you are now stepping into that energy. And then if you would like a energy reading, not clearing, I do readings and counseling. So if you want to know about your guides and what your like superpowers are, what your abilities are, I can't tell you things that you don't know about yourself, but I can absolutely sit in your energy long enough to tell you what I feel and what I experience. And it will usually unlock certain aspects within yourself that feel real and true and resonant. And then we get to discuss what your special unique gifts and abilities are. I can talk to your guides and channel whatever wants to come through to give you assistance. And uh, that's energy readings. And then I also um, can do question and answer stuff. If you have questions about like uh, any of the channeled information that comes through, that's not a channeling session. It's just inf- or questions and answers about the information that I already know. And then I can also do... Um, basically like energy realignment and restructuring in terms of timelines that is done in counseling sessions. That's specifically when you are working towards something that is not yet in this time-space reality. Like if you want to start a business or if you want to work on your relationship or if you want to move somewhere, then I can do timeline work with you in that in regards to aligning your energy to the timeline that you would like to anchor yourself to. 
Now, which one of those involve you pulling your uniquely crafted spreads and things tailored to them? Literally all of them except the question and answer. Okay. So every session. I just heard yeah, someone every- saying like, but I want you to like use cards. You're really good with cards. I just heard that and I wanted to. Oh man, do I need to add a tarot reading option again? I had no. a tarot reading option. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the main one for that, here's the thing. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you want to book the session that is uh, gifts and guides. I just added this one. It w- Spirit screamed to me. They were like, why don't you have this service yet? Because <laughs> the number one thing that happens when I work with clients is your intuitive gifts and abilities uh, are just there in front of me in the card spread. And then your guides will pop up and start communicating to me. So I now have that as a service. It's called gifts and guides. And if you want to discuss your energy, what your gifts are and what your guides have to say and pull tarot cards, that would be that session. However, I pull cards for any and all of the sessions other than the Q&A. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I just wanted to get clarification on it for the wonderful listeners. Thank you guys very much for your support. If you would like to join us for the after show on the Patreon or for our weekly joint reading, um, Patreon's where it's at. I don't know what to say. Linked below. It's linked. linked. We'll have all the links. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.